This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Every time I hear this song, I think about Chris Tucker from Rush Hour. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just think the about him, him doing mind. karaoke. Yeah, no doubt. But he and Michael Jackson were very close. For, like They were like best of friends, right, for a while? Really? Yeah, Chris Tucker, would, oh, he would always be with Michael Jackson. He was at the Michael Jackson like tribute concert with Usher, and he was dancing on stage Oh, yeah. I was unfamiliar. Oh, yeah. I I was not aware. Yeah. There are some weird friendships in in life and and entertainment and sport. I'll never – like Michael Bolton and Barry Bonds, good friends. Wow. Michael Bolton. I I don't know if they still are, but they were at one – I'm telling you, I bet you Jerry – What did they talk about? Jerry, baseball and music. What are those conversations I would bet you anything. Jerry, our television producer, could find pictures of Michael Bolton and Barry Bonds hanging out. I saw them together once at a party hanging out. I'm telling you, Michael Bolton, Barry, people could tweet in at Unsports ESPN, Dr. Pepper call in line, the weirdest sports and entertainment friendships. I bet you if you thought of them, you could be like, oh, my former yeah. teammate X was friends with Y, and you never knew that. So I don't know if this is weird, but you know that um, Tony La Russa has an interesting crew. It's Belichick. Parcells, Bob Parcells, Knight. Oh, Bob, look at that. Bob look Knight. how quickly he figured I think Bon Jovi's in the mix with yeah. those guys. Uh, bon Jovi and Belichick are close. Bon Jovi and Robert Kraft are close. Yes, that is true. Yeah, they have quite the squad. Now, I don't know if that's unpredictable like these two yeah. Michael Bolton and Barry Bonds but I know they have why quite, is Michael quite Bolton making that squad. face that is so weird that's when like you want to look even skinnier you also, have like his a face like, so Bolton. strange well it's probably yeah. a charity softball very, game very very strange yeah. I told you that took Jerry all of four seconds yeah. we didn't know that was com- look at oh, this he has multiple Michael yeah. Bolton Barry Bonds friendships I want to know the genesis of that friendship is how'd it? they meet yeah, when did know. they decide to hang out outside of Look at these two. I'm telling you, ESPN2 has this. All right, um, let's get some hot takes during Hot Ticket. Brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live. Uh, These are some of our hottest takes. So we are at the midway point of the NFL season. So we're looking back at our bowl predictions before the season, and we are going to go through some of the ones that um, did well and didn't do as well. Guaranteed they're not hot if there are bowl predictions before the season. There there are some freezing cold takes in there. I have... I have a bunch of them in front of me. All right. I am going to bounce around, and we're going to – you guys don't know all of them that are coming to no, you. No, okay. So we're going to read and react on this. Okay. This one I this think is going to get somebody going over here. Chris Canty breaking down from September 8th, the quarterback situation, Giants versus Cowboys. Oh, gosh. At this point, I trust Daniel Jones going into this season more than I trust Dak Prescott. I can't believe I'm saying it. I trust Daniel Jones going into this season more than I trust Dak Prescott. Now, a big part of it has to do with Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka and what they've done, but then also what Joe Shane did in the front office by being able to go out and get Darren Waller, going out and get Jalen Hyatt, who looks like a stud, and now he's rocking 13 like he's Odell. But I like the pieces that they put around Daniel Jones. I like the offensive line that's in front of him, and then they still found a way to keep Saquon Barkley. I trust Daniel Jones and what I'm going to get from his body of work this season more than I trust Dak Prescott. Now, drug test that man. <laughs> CC. Drug test. Why is that man allowed to work at ESPN? Is that a job? What the hell oh, was that? CC, wow, I, I got to put question. money in the bad take job? Sure. I have a question for you. 
Are you a rip off the Band-Aid all at once or progressively rip it off? Meaning, do you want me to give you more of these or do you want me to bounce it around? Uh, machine gun the bad take. Oh, you want them all? Mach- okay. Machine gun the so bad this take. is Let's September go. 18th. Now, he has since corrected this, but this is strong. Chris Canny on the future of the Cincinnati Bengals, mid-September. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to miss the playoffs. Since we had division realignment in 2002, there have been seven teams that have started off 0-2 on the season and 0-2 in their division. Six of those teams missed the playoffs. The 2023 Cincinnati Bengals are going to be the one that completed and rounded out and make it 100%, make it seven teams. I just don't see this team being able to get it together. Stay off the weed! (laughs) Wait, Wait a second. Technically... You still may be right on that. Yeah, I'm. I, here's that the, one you're not out you're no, out on. No, yet. I'm not out on that one just as of yet. As I put my dollar in here for the Daniel Darn. Jones trust over Dak Prescott, but, but no, I'm not out on the Cincinnati Bengals. But it's getting late early for that take because they've won four straight games, three against teams with a winning record. All right, one more for CC okay. that we have for Smalls. And oh I. boy, here we go. So uh, first place in the NFC North right now, Detroit Lions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah good we at football. Love them. You sure about that, CC? Let's listen back to September 8th. Are we sold that the Detroit Lions with Jared Goff can compete at a championship level? As good as they were last night, I thought there were moments where Jared Goff underwhelmed. I really did. Like, there are situations where he's taking sacks that he took a sack that he had no business on third and five and plus territory. That just shouldn't happen. And then your productivity in the second half, outside of that touchdown drive, their offense did nothing. Nothing. Their defense kept them in that game. And I will give... Credit where credit is due. He made some plays, including that 33-yarder to Reynolds off a play action that set up the go-ahead touchdown. But outside of that, Jared Dolph did nothing for an entire half of football. And I don't know that that's going to be good enough to not only compete at a championship level, but to actually win the NFC North. Terrible. He was fine up until the end. Yeah, they, it was yeah, fine. The, not the, the, win the, the NFC North. The NFC North part was bad. But here's the thing. I don't know that I'm wrong about... Jared Goff keeping them from competing at a championship level. I'm not. I like. Where, where's, where, where's the impressive win for the Detroit Lions? They Chiefs. beat the. Well, they beat them without Travis yeah. Kelsey and Chris Jones. So is that really the Chiefs? It's not as impressive as it could have been. Well, think about who, who the hell was Pat Mahomes throwing the ball to? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Travis yeah. Kelsey ain't on the field. Oh, the ground when Kadarius Tony would drop it. I yeah. think yeah. it's where, where yeah. the ball went. I so guess that that's was my point. that was not that terrible. No. Until the end, I would say, in terms of the NFC North. Yeah. Now, Smalls. Oh boy, here we go. No, I, this is interesting. Okay. Geno Smith, Seattle Seahawks. They were in first place. They lost. Does Smalls like him? Let's listen back from uh, September 15th. I really want to be confident in Geno Smith. He had a great season last year. What did he say? They wrote me off. He didn't write back, though. But that's the outlier. Last season was the outlier in his career. And I expected the Seahawks to be much better, have a much better performance than they did in week one. So as of right now, no, I'm not confident that Geno Smith is the guy that we saw last year. Five and three on the year, coming off of a terrible loss to the Ravens 37-3. I think that's still to be determined, right? If, if that take feels better coming off that loss to Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> Prior to that, I don't know if I would have felt as Right, if we would have played that. it last week off of the 24-20 win over the Browns. But it's not wrong, though. Last season was the outlier yeah. in his career. No doubt. But he's been good enough this year. So, But I agree. I agree. In general, I totally agree with you. All right, here's one for me. Now, I'm going to argue in typical fashion against myself, I think, at the end of this. Okay. But uh, this is me from September 6th, which would have been our second day um, on the job here on Sportsman Like ESPN Radio. 
both teams are championship or bust this year. That doesn't mean they're going to blow up everything. But I would argue that Buffalo and the Jets both are in this this year to legitimately think if they don't win a championship, it's not a great season. Not every team is like that. Every team wants to. That doesn't mean every team is going to. I think those two teams have legit championship or bust aspirations. Here's why I'm going to argue against myself on that. Uh, that, that was a horrible take. The thought that Buffalo should even be in that conversation is dumb. They're not a championship or bust team. They're not even, they, their window is arguably closed. Right, So even thinking going into the season, and I wasn't high on them going into the season, their championship robust is the wrong mentality. Jets, we don't know because Rodgers got hurt, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But why shouldn't they be a championship robust team? Like, I think this, this, is, like, this is a situation where they're going bust. It's not, as if, <laughs> it's not as if the expectations should have been lowered for this team based on what they were coming into this season with. I mean, they've won the division, what, four years in a row? Yeah. It's not about winning the division anymore. It's about, about postseason success. Yeah. So I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I, I still don't. I still stand by that. Like the expectation is that the Buffalo Bills will get into the playoffs. Now we we shouldn't have any expectation of that based on how they played over the last why. five weeks. That's why. But everybody still looks at them as a team that should be contending for a title because you have one of the three or four best quarterbacks in all of football. So I get you just hit why. I should have, looking back on it, when we were giving these predictions going into the season or takes going into the season, I never thought the Bills were elite like everyone else did, and I should have stayed with that instead of putting on that, them on that level of Kansas City and Philadelphia where you're looking at them as championship yeah. robust. Now, now, hold on. What are yeah. we doing, though? We, we, well, first of all, like that is a mild bad take by you. I've had way worse. That, that, I don't that, know that, why that's that was my, the one that's that was That's my point. Like, why, why, is that, why is that the take? Like, I have Hall of Shame-worthy takes that you're machine-gunning off over there, and then we come with, oh, the Buffalo Bills is championship or bust? The hell is that, Smalls? Okay, so yeah, then we let's know that. Say, right? like, wait, like, that's what? That's what? So then let's, let's, no, change, let's no, change it then. The one hill that you're still willing to die on for the rest of the season that you were, like, okay, so I'll, I'll make it bad on myself. Okay. I'm, I'm still in thinking that Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. What? Yeah, that's right. You did say Russell Wilson was going to win MVP, right? Top three. I said Trevor Lawrence MVP. I'm not on the, on the top three MVP, but I am still okay. in that Russell Wilson is actually a good quarterback in the NFL. So what? Based on what? Yeah, what evidence has Based on the fact that they're, they're starting to win games, he's understanding his role better than he was previously, and that he is, and I don't look at this as a negative, other people do, but he's more of a game manager than a game winner, uh-huh. right? Your job is to prevent a loss versus winning. Right, then then cause the win, and I'm paying fifty million dollars a year. Sixteen touchdowns, four interceptions, four to one touchdown interception ratio. That's the hill I'm still willing to die on. Smalls, yours that I had prior to the season. Yeah, that it was an earlier take. I'm surprised they didn't use something from my my Bears takes. I was really hot on the Chicago. (laughs) Are you still willing to die on that hill? Absolutely. (laughs) Who's gonna die on that hill? I'm at. No, absolutely. That's what you would say to me. Who would die on the Russell Wilson hill? I am. I'm trying to think of a take that I had earlier in the season. That so I was I was high on the Cincinnati Bengals, and I remain that way. I think that I think we're gonna see the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. I know it's gonna be a tough road to get there based on their strength of schedule and where they are currently in their division. They almost need one of those teams above them to implode. I don't know if it'll be Cleveland, Pittsburgh, unlikely. It's not going to be it's Pittsburgh. Not, it's not going to be Baltimore, but they need someone else to not do their job as they continue to do their job versus very good teams, but that's how much I believe in this and, team. And I think that's a good hill to die on because if you actually take context out and you just do surface, 
Smalls just picked a last place team to go to the AFC Championship game midway through the season. Yeah. Now that last place team is also a playoff team currently. Sure. But technically a last place team. You're a CC. Uh, Bill Belichick being done in New England. This is the last year. It's my hill to die on. I, I think the fact that they allowed the information about his contract to leak out a few weeks ago just lets everyone around the NFL know that the Patriots are open for business in terms of trading Bill Belichick. Yeah. But he ain't going to be on the sidelines at Foxborough in 2024. That's a wrap. It's well, over for you. Uh, we will. It's die. over for you, Patriots fans. No, I'm not. It's over for you. I, I, my earpiece not the, working. The, the, hoodie, the hoodie is gone. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Looks like the hoodie's still here. The cold never bothered us anyway, you know? Bill Belichick in Foxborough no more. Well, hopefully that'll be a <laughs> frozen or freezing cold take. We'll get to more of those on the patience or panic meter with coaches and the hoodies on on ESPN2 coming up on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. He's not going to be your head coach anymore. Let it go. Yeah, he is. Let it go. He ain't going nowhere. Bill B for life. He's he's still going to live there? (laughs) Right. (laughs) He's still got the house on Cape Cod. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's Nantucket. My bad. How dare you? you. Nantucket. It is unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. He'll still Uh, be around. He'll be there. Speaking of Belichick, Belichick has done great things with veterans and the Navy. Of course, his dad was there for a long period of time, and we're proud to recognize that it is Veterans Week here at ESPN as we honor all military personnel who are actively serving. Thank you all for doing this for us, for us to sit here and play and talk sports every single day because veterans and those who serve allow us to do what we do, and you guys have made the ultimate sacrifice, and we want to make sure that military personnel and military spouses everywhere are aware of ESPN's continued support of disabled American veterans, the DAV, uh, career fairs which connect veterans and spouses to employers nationwide who are committed to hiring them. To learn more, visit DAV.org for more information. All right, we were talking about Belichick there. We'll do a round with the coaches here. Patience or panic? 
for the head coaches around the NFL, Smalls? Well, we're going to kick things off with your boy, Billy F. Baby, Bill Belichick. Uh, Are we in uh, patience mode or panic mode? I will quote Frenchie Montana, and I will say, don't, don't panic. Don't panic. Patience. Patience. Keep him for as long as he wants. I want Belichick in there. I never knew French Montana said that. I, I Listen, panic, break glass in case of emergency. It's all bad in New England. You're talking about them being outside looking into the playoffs three of the last four years, being five years removed from their last win in the postseason, and literally no team in the NFL having more loss or, or, or having no team in the AFC having more losses than the New England Patriots. Ooh. It's over. It's over for Bill Belichick. There, there's no way he's going to pull out of this nosedive. The Patriots – are one of the worst teams in all of football and have the record to prove it, I think it's time for a fresh set of eyes in terms of getting things turned around in New England. Whether you want to blame the personnel, whether you want to blame the X's and O's, it all falls on Belichick's desk because of the various hats that he wears in that organization. It's done. It's over with. Yeah, he is football operations. There, exactly. There is no one else to point the finger at other than Bill Belichick. Sorry, Evan. This is an interesting one. Patience or panic with Ron Rivera? Panic. I mean, and it's not that he's a bad guy or a bad coach. He's just not good enough as a head coach. And there's new ownership there. Josh Harris is the new owner, also owns the Sixers and the Devils. Eric Bieniemy is sitting there waiting in the wings. I have to uh, imagine and hope he gets some looks from other teams, and they have to figure out a way of keeping him, I would think. And so I would say that they're going to bring in their own guy, whoever that is, whether it's Bieniemy or someone else. Yeah, panic. The only way he saves his job is if they get into the playoffs. And they told us themselves that they don't believe themselves to be a playoff team because they traded away Chase Young. They traded away Montez Sweat. It's eyes toward the future. And that future in Washington doesn't involve Rivera as the head coach of that team. All around, great guy. Everybody in NFL circles sings his praises because of his character. But that's not going to save his job in this situation. You need to panic. Yeah, with new ownership, you knew that. Yeah. He had to do something remarkable yeah. in order for them to not want to come in and yeah. put their stamp on things. I think universally we might agree on this one. Chargers, Brandon Staley. Yeah, I mean, panic. He's got to win a playoff game, and I don't see that happening. Yeah, cosign, retweet. He's, you think he's done. just winning a playoff game is enough for him to keep his job? Yes, because think, what yeah. CC said, that ownership doesn't like to spend on anything. So that gives them a reason to not spend more. Yeah, but here's the sneaky thing that they did this offseason. They brought in Kellen Moore. So if you don't want to spend money, a cheap alternative to Brandon Staley in moving in a different direction in terms of the identity of your team, just elevate Kellen Moore and let him be your head coach. I, I mean, that's probably the direction that you could go in. Now, I don't think Kellen Moore has blown anybody's doors off in terms of being a great offensive coordinator this year. What, Justin Herbert threw for 136 yards against the Jets? That ain't that ain't wowing nobody. So, I guess the whole thing is with the Chargers, their head coach, Brandon Staley, has had enough time with a really good roster to prove whether or not he can do the job. And we're starting to get evidence to the contrary in terms of him being a good NFL head coach. It's time to move on. They need a larger-than-life figure at head coach. And they're not going to do it, but they need one of these Harbaugh, Sean Payton, Parcells. Sure, Dion. They need somebody that's like, okay, he's in charge. Like, no, there's nobody else in charge, and it's my way or the They need a my way or highway kind of guy. They ain't going to pay for Dion. Right. (laughs) But... They need him to be relevant. Yeah, that's a good point. Can you imagine yeah, yeah. Dion in L.A.? Yeah, that'd be great. Yes, I can't imagine Dion in L.A. Uh, exactly. That'd be great. That'd be great. All right, let's swing over to the NFC North. What about Matt Eberflus? No. Oh, he's goodbye. done. He's toast. Panic. Yeah. Goodbye. All right, let's keep, it, let's keep it pushing. Matt LaFleur, Packers. No, no. Are we patience. panicking? Patience. Or patience. This is his one. He's had one bad year. This is it. He hasn't impressed this year. Again, we talk about that list of guys that Mike Tomlin's the captain of, that he can do things with something or nothing. 
Matt LaFleur say he can do things with something guy. He can't do much with nothing, and next year I think will be his hot seat year that he has to do something. I would say patience, but I here's the thing that, that, that concerns me with Matt LaFleur. You've had Jordan Love in your organization for four years, dog, and this is what we got? What the hell have you been doing with him? Like, 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 that, that's my question. Why does he look so bad and so ill-prepared every single week when you've literally been working with this guy for four years? That, and, and, and you were a part of the process to handpick this dude in the draft. You went through all of this stuff with Aaron Rodgers because of Jordan Love's presence. Like You, you, you signal to Aaron Rodgers the end is near, and this is the guy that's going to usher in a new era of quarterback play in Green Bay. Like You went through all of that as a franchise. To get what we've seen from Jordan Love across nine games, this is bad. Like, so I, 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 I'm saying patience, but I, I'm looking at Matt LaFleur a little bit sideways right now, Smalls. I am. Yeah, I can see that. All right, let's finish things up in the NFC South. What about Frank Reich? One and seven. He's made some veiled comments about maybe Bryce Young not being the person that he wanted to pick. What do you guys think? A panic be- only because of what's been said. If there, If literally nobody said a word all year, I would say patience. I would say, well, it's a first-year coach. They're one and seven or whatever they are. They don't have their draft pick. It's a rookie quarterback, number one overall, with a great pedigree at Alabama, was unbelievably successful. Why do we even put him on this list? But because of the words, I'm saying panic. I'm saying panic, and it's not because of the coach, and it's not because of the quarterback as much as it's because of the owner. Like Since David Tepper has taken over the Carolina Panthers, this hasn't been a good franchise. They haven't been well-run. It was a disaster with Matt Rule, and now they're trying to find new and creative ways to ruin Bryce Young in the potential promise that he represented when they took him with the first overall pick. The Carolina Panthers are a dysfunctional franchise right now, and I don't know how anybody could argue otherwise. This is a situation I kind of wish that there would be patience with him. You know, they were in a position to draft that high because they weren't good. There is not every rookie quarterback is going to come out looking like C.J. Stroud. I just don't know how much of it is on Frank Reich. All right, what about Todd Bowles? The Bucks and their post-Tom Brady year three and five. What are we doing? It's ridiculous. Get him off this list. He should not be on this list. He's done a good job this year. Patience. Why is he on this list? Seriously, why is he on this list? Yes, Baker Mayfield is his quarterback, Baker's fourth team in less than four years, and he has them hovering around a division lead. Get him off this list. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think it's patience with Ty Bowles, but that patience could be wearing thin if they keep stacking losses. Like, anytime you, you do a month of losing in the National Football League, it's not good for you. I mean, they, have, they haven't won a game since October 1st. It is November 8th. That's a problem. That is. So, I mean, you start talking about coaches polishing up resumes and all kind of stuff. They got to find a way to be able to stack some wins. And unfortunately for them, the Titans are now on the upswing with Will Levis as their starting quarterback. I mean, temp, temp, it's getting late early for Todd Bowles. Like, I, I, I want to say patience, but it ain't, it ain't looking great for him right now. All right, let's wrap it up with this. Atlanta Falcons are 4-5. and five. Arthur Smith shaved the mustache. Patience or panic? Oh, it's panic. It's panic. That's why he shaved the mustache. It's panic. <laughs> it's full-on panic. You saw the look at that man's face when he had the hat off. It's panic. <laughs> panic. Absolutely. Look, they put in Taylor Heineke, hoping that they would get a bump, seeing what he did in the second half of that game a couple of weeks ago against the Titans. But you know what? I just don't see it happening I don't see it happening for Atlanta. I don't see them being able to get this thing turned around. They got a lot of weapons. I don't know why Arthur Smith chooses not to use them on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know how you explain the lack of touches for Bijan Robinson in that game against the Minnesota Vikings, but 
it looks bad right now. And, and I don't think that Taylor Heineke stepping in is going to be able to fix everything that's going on in Atlanta. I'm going to say it should be patience, but it will be panic. And my question beca- goes to this. Who is making what decisions in terms of personnel there? Is Arthur Smith telling front office, we're good at the quarterback? Don't make a run at Lamar Jackson when he's a free agent to try to make it impossible for the Ravens to match any kind of deal. Don't go out there and try to trade for uh, Kirk Cousins if he was ever available or whatever it may be. Like, something is off between general management and coaching. They don't use Bijan Robinson enough. The quarterback position was obviously bad before the season yeah. and is still bad. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some level of disconnect because why would they voluntarily draft a running back in the top 10 and not use him? And why would they voluntarily enter into the season with Desmond Ritter as their starting quarterback? Yeah, Something's odd there. But it's yeah. the third year for Arthur Smith. If you can't win the NFC South this year, yeah. when are you ever going to win it? But that's why he shows <laughs> the mustache, right? Because <laughs> yeah. whenever things go wrong in your life, you change your hair. That's a, but I think that's a, I think that's that's he's showing us how he feels. I think that's an attractive job if he's not um, the head coach next year, because if you can go out there and get a quarterback with those weapons, you're playing indoors, you're playing in a relatively easy division in comparison to other divisions. I think there's something to that job. Relatively easy. It is the very easy, easy, the easiest, however you want to look at it. Yes. (laughs) The easiest. And with no team outside of Carolina, if you even believe that with a future franchise quarterback, like you look at the AFC South, it's not great. But it's Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, all in that division, right? And Anthony Richardson. And Anthony Richardson. Sorry, he's hurt. Yeah, so you got four guys that may be franchise quarterbacks. One of them, or two of them, and Lawrence and Stroud already are. Coming up tonight, a huge debut on Broadway. What is the biggest stage in sports? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Tonight, New York will be the center stage for Victor Wembanyama's next stop. And everybody's making a big deal, rightfully so. Hey, he's playing on Broadway. We'll have the game for you on ESPN uh, this evening. The Spurs at the Knicks. Is Madison Square Garden the biggest stage in sports? I don't mean NBA Finals, Super Bowl. I'm saying when you play at that venue, you feel like it's something different, that it's a bigger stage than anywhere else. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's 
another sports stage that's viewed as an event as much as Madison Square Garden is. Like, if you got your feet on the wood at the garden next to Spike Lee, that's something. Like, that, that is an experience. Even if the Knicks are awful, being at the Knicks game, being courtside with the Knicks is viewed as a special moment. It's like being red carpet at the Oscars. Yeah. or You know what I mean? It's like that type of deal in terms of the gravity of it. I mean, I get it. Like, it's one of those things that transcends the sports world. It's one of those that crosses over into the realm of pop culture. And I think that in and of itself – means that it's the biggest stage in all of sports. There was no NFL stadium that you felt like no. was even close to that? No, nothing not even close. Lambo? No, no, it's just not. It's, it's, it's not the same it's thing. It's the same thing for hockey, too, at MSG, by the way. Hockey yeah. players that go in to play the Rangers, it's, you kind of sit up a little straighter when you know you're going to play at MSG. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think MSG is an obvious huge stage. There's something about the Rose Bowl. Like, when USC is good and you go play at the Rose Bowl, you think about some of these, like, all the celebrities on the sideline, same thing as MSG, obviously, and all eyes on that Rose Bowl with USC, I think that's just an awesome environment. Like, the Coliseum there. Like, I just think the whole thing is whenever there's a big game at the actual At the Coliseum or at the Rose Bowl? At the Rose, sorry, at the, um, they play the regular season games at the Rose Bowl. Either one of them. A big USC game, to me, is like a huge stage. But I think that's I said both, I apologize. Is that you said it has to be a big game yes. in order for it to carry the same yes. weight. Where at, at Madison Square Garden, it could be just a regular run in the middle. Yeah, I'm going to see the game. Timberwolves. <laughs> what about Notre Dame then? Does Notre Dame feel like a stage for you? So we're basically talking about. So when I think of Madison Square Garden, there's there's this. It is. It's more than just a stadium. It's more yeah. than just an arena. So I feel the same way about Fenway, but only because of the history, right? Yeah. Like you, when you walk into Fenway Park, you feel transported. No doubt. You feel like it's something that's bigger than you. And I guess that's kind of what we're talking about: is stadiums that feel like they have their own personality. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of them like that, but I, I just think Madison Square Garden is. Just yeah, a I don't think there's that. anything at the same level. I guess if you if you want to rope in the Lakers Crypto. and be at a yeah. Lakers game, Staples and. Jack Nicholson, like that, that that's a thing too, but I just don't think it's at the same level as Madison Square Garden. And it's been that way for years. And you're talking about it across sports. You mentioned the Rangers playing in there, calling at home, but boxing events at Madison Square Garden. I mean, it's just it 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 takes on a life of its own just because of the history in the building and the iconic moments that you have. Like everybody remembers when Reggie Miller beat the Knicks in that playoff game where he scored, what, eight points in nine seconds or something like that and did the choke sign to Spike Lee. Everybody remembers the four-point play in the 99 season for the New York Knicks in the conference finals. Like, everybody remembers those moments. And it has – I guess it feels like it has more to do with the stage than it does the actual game. No, I mean, I think you're right about that part of it. I I think there are other ones. And we can open up to you guys at 888-SAY-ESPN and the Dr. Pepper call in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. The biggest stage in sports. Is it Madison Square Garden? Because everybody's – Wembenyama is a huge star already, right? We discussed, is he a superstar? We all said, yeah, it was already there. And now he's playing on the biggest stage tonight in – not a meaningless game, but it's not like playing in the Super Bowl or a bowl game or a Stanley Cup Finals or anything like that. Is there a stadium, is there a venue in sports that we would look at that is as big of a stage or a bigger stage? There's one that came to mind that doesn't exist anymore, but for you, CC, as a Yankee fan, did Yankee, the old Yankee Stadium, did it feel that way for you? Not, not really. It didn't feel that way for me just because this <laughs> – I don't know what it was. Like, Yankee, the, the old Yankee Stadium, it was special, right? It was cozy. It was like home. But I don't know that it, I felt that that grandiose 
in terms of what the Garden brings you every single game. Like, it just felt like it was bigger. Now, I will say this. Yeah. In the NFL, Jerry's world is probably as close as you're going to get, like, when it comes to big stages. I remember when I walked into Jerry Jones' office before the NFL draft, and he said, you know, Kenny, if you're going to – you're going to play in the NFL. You might as well play on Broadway. You're a New York guy, so you understand the analogy. Playing for the Dallas Cowboys is like playing on Broadway. Like, that, that is AT&T Stadium right now. Like, that, that, that is one of, the, one of, if not the biggest stage in the National Football League, playing against the Dallas Cowboys in, in Jerry's world. Like, think about it. We don't even call the stadium by its real name. Right. We call it Jerry's world. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the thing. Like, Same thing with the world's most famous arena, right? Yeah, we exactly. just say that about the – But exactly. is there – like, so C.J. Stroud is the biggest rookie in the NFL now by far, right? C.J. Stroud's first appearance in what stadium carries weight like this, it's, pro- it's Jerry's world. It's Jerry's world, it's yeah. Jerry's, or Maybe Lambeau. I mean, maybe if they were to play it. Probably not because Rodgers and Favre aren't there and it yeah. feels different. I think that's the thing with the Garden, that if the team stinks – it's still a thing when you play there for the first time. Yeah, right? it, it, think about the Dallas Cowboys when they went six and ten when Dak Prescott was hurt for the year. Like we still watch the Dallas Cowboys games. Right, yeah. you're still gonna tune in. You're still gonna pay attention whether you're rooting for them, whether you're rooting against them. It's must watch television, and a big part of that is the stage. Like the same thing with Madison Square Garden. You're gonna tune in and watch because it's the Garden. Yeah, can I give you one more? Of course. One of the best sporting moments I've ever experienced is a night game at LSU. When you go into Baton Rouge yeah, and you have a, a big SEC night game, I mean, I was lucky. If enough. they're bad, though, there's just something still about the environment in Death Valley. Like before kick, when when they were getting ready to kick it up, I, I felt like I was in an earthquake. You know what I mean? It's just it is life there. It, you know, so I think that being able to go into LSU and play a big game that says something to me. So I, I, we're gonna get to calls here. The thing that I have to keep coming back to is CC said it and he nailed it. And it's sorry, Nuno, who's a Knicks fan, our producer. The Knicks have been bad for so long, and yet it's still a stage that that even yeah. when I'm thinking of these big USC games, you guys countered. And when they're bad, I'm like, oh, like I have no answer, right? Yeah. It's like Colorado became the stage that USC was yeah. because they if they weren't as good, that the team the team's success or lack thereof is very relevant in the stage because the stage is still big, like the like in Dallas or like at Madison Square Garden. Well, and it's beyond market, too, because we don't say that about the Nets. No, it, yeah, it has nothing Brooklyn. to do with New York. It has to do with the yeah. building. I mean, it's something to do with New York, obviously. Adam in Wisconsin on 100.5 FM in Madison, of course, ESPN Madison. What's up, Adam? Morning, fellow alum. How you doing? Morning. <laughs> on Wisconsin. Uh, so, so I don't know if this if this fits in with the mold, but the only thing I could think of that rivaled MSG would be Augusta National for the Masters. Oh, that's a good one. That is a really good one. That's a good one. That's a stage that it doesn't matter if you there's a golfer that wins Augusta that we've never heard of. It's whoa, they won at the it Masters. It changes their life. Changes their life. It changes their life. If you win the Masters, it changes your life. It's more than any other major. No that doubt is about a great it. answer. That's a great, that's a I answer. never even thought that's of that. Yeah. Uh, Chris in Baton Rouge on one hundred point or one hundred four point five FM. What's up, Chris? Hey now. Hey now. Uh, what about Wrigley? What about Wrigley Field, man? No. Small. <laughs> Small. <Listen. laughs> no. Let, let me tell you something. <laughs> Wrigley is great. 
but it's commercialized now. The lore of Wrigley is different. They've got the Jumbotron. They've got the Starbucks. It's, it doesn't feel the same like it used to feel. Like when you go to Fenway, you literally feel like you're transported back in time. Mm-hmm. It is hollowed ground. Wrigley kind of feels like a Target now. It's still a great time. You still are going to have a great time. But I'm just saying, the history has been tampered with because yeah. they modernized it. So yeah. it feels different. And I'm not even throwing shade because I still love Wrigley. I still love going up there. It's, it's a great time. It's a great stadium. But it doesn't carry the same weight since they've updated it, in my you, opinion. You kind of are throwing shade. It's okay. Uh, Adam in Virginia, <laughs> Sirius XM80. What's up, Adam? Hey, guys. Uh, um, and I told Nuno, it's Adam the Hokey, so I can get a little bit of respect from Canty. Maybe not too much. Right. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I think is different, it's the sport. The intimacy of the NBA and the interaction with the fans, that's what makes Madison Square Garden, whether the Knicks are good or bad, an intimidating place. Same thing as the Forum. When Jack Nicholson was sitting courtside in that interaction, it's there. You know, football, no offense to the Rose Bowl, it's a phenomenal place, but they don't have, and Candy, maybe you can attest to this, you don't have that interaction directly with the fans. But you know Reggie Miller circled every time he was coming to Madison Square Garden to talk to Spike, whether it was in November or whether it was in June. I so, wish you would tell the Philadelphia Eagles fans that they're not supposed to have that interaction with the players because that damn show is the case when you play at the link. But there's a reason yeah, There's a reason yeah. that Jay-Z in the song we played coming back, Knicks and Nets give me high fives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he says that because he's literally courtside. And, he's on and the irony is I actually high five Jay-Z when he came to watch us play against the Green Bay Packers when I was with the Dallas Cowboys. You're yeah. lucky Javante's not here. He was, on the, he was on the field. That's awesome. That's, well, that's, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. It's not. Just, I mean, you can do that. Like you, you're gonna, you're gonna see the celebs at football games too. They're around. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess it's just a different, a different feel because while you're actually in the heat of the moment with the NBA or with basketball in general, like you, you, the fans are right there by the court. They're like, part of the shot. Fans aren't close to the football field. The not only at all. Time they're players, in the suites. The only time point. players interact with them is when they're on the sidelines. You know, the fans are right behind the bench. That kind of thing. Yeah. Coming up. I'm over it with Pat next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Ad, we will get to you in a second. I do want to update something. We will continue our conversation about Michigan in about 15 minutes. Pete Thamel, uh, ESPN College Football and College Sports Insider, just tweeted, Sources, the Big Ten expects a response from Michigan on the notice of discipline by the end of the day on Wednesday. Don't expect any ruling by the Big Ten on Wednesday as they expected to take time to, they're expected to take time to absorb Michigan's response. So uh, more information on that. I don't know what that means exactly. I guess does that mean that they've told Michigan what they want the penalties to be? I, yeah, I, I, that's so weird. Like we we want 
we want we're putting you on notice right that something could be happening but before we do we want to hear your response it's not normally how er- life er- works ergo your defense i, I like what it, what what like it's when the like, parent what punishes kind of tongue the child what do you have to say for yourself right. Michigan? <laughs> like I, I i just don't understand what the expectation is if you have enough evidence to have some form of discipline some type of punishment why do you need michigan to respond to a letter notifying them that you could potentially be punishing Harbaugh sooner rather than later. But when you're on trial, you present the evidence and you bring people to the stand and you cross-examine them, But that's right? not what they're saying. This is. <laughs> like, this is when the parent punishes the child, you don't then say, are you cool with no iPad? It's no iPad. Yeah. Well, I'm not waiting for your response. I don't know if it's a, are you cool with it, but what do you have to say for yourself? No, <laughs> no. You're, you did something that causes you to not have the iPad. You don't get a say in that. Exactly. That's the point. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's where the gray is with this whole thing. It's right? like, hey, it's Chris, we're going to suspend you. No, I'm good. Okay. It's almost as if the Big Ten is saying, you know what? This is what we would like to do. What do you think So about this it? thing can be clear. How do you feel about Why this? Why don't you tell me the name is, of the is movie? Is this something like that you can get on board with? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. All right, Pat Costello, I'm over it. What do you got for us? Yeah, this love for Madison Square Garden that I just had to sit through for the last 15 okay, minutes. Okay, Philly. Uh, it wasn't Ma- just Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden. Garden. Madison Square Garden is a dump with a cool ceiling. It is not the stage that it used to be. Every memory you guys brought up, I was like one when they happened. Okay, like, Pat. Nobody cares about Madison Square Garden like I, that anymore. I went there Nobody's last... watching games just because it's Madison Square Garden anymore. Pat, I went there last year for Rangers Blues. It was a game that had... I was no... there that night. Amazing. I, did, I, was, I didn't see you up in the suite. You know, I was... I was in the stands. Flex. No, him. Flex. Flex for him. No, I wasn't sweet. See, of course he was. Of course he was. <laughs> and I walked in that building for a hockey game that had really no consequence or no meaning, and it was amazing. It was an amazing experience being in that building. Yeah, Nuno was there with me. And that's sweet, right? No, no, you were there for that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we were hanging out. Yeah, so there you go. So two of us in that suite for the – I don't know who what happened in that game, but I remember it was loud um, with the Raiders and the Blues. Okay, so, Pat, bigger bigger stage for you, Madison Square Garden or Augusta National? Because that's the one that we didn't see coming from Unsportsmanlike Nation or the Dots or Pepper call online that we all thought, hey, that's a really cool stage in sports. It's not even close that it's Augusta. Not wow. even close. Every year, Augusta – Blows anything that Madison Square Garden does out of the water. But, Cece, you have an interesting argument on this. The every person out there. Yeah, the everyday guy. Yeah. Can experience things at Madison Square. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I feel like Madison Square is one of those that crosses over with pop culture. I don't know how much Augusta Augusta National is woven into the fabric of pop culture. Right. Like, you can go to to Augusta National, you ain't going to be on page six, dog. It ain't going to (laughs) happen. But yeah, but the Madison, regular but person's not going to be on page six. Anyway. No, but, yeah, the but, regular just, but you know what has, I'm saying. Like, yeah. Madison Square Garden, you could be on page six because you're sitting next to a celebrity that happens to be True. in attendance. Yeah, that but, matters to people in New York, and that's it. Yeah. Nobody in, like, I'm Idaho cares that someone is at well, Madison that, Square Garden. That's an interesting point because, obviously, we are speaking to the nation. Right, if if we said to the nation, you could go to Augusta National for the ma- for the first day of the Masters. Let's not say a final round. First day of the Masters, or you pick your event at MSG, which gives you, as CC saying, the variety of NBA, NHL, college basketball, concerts, boxing, MMA, and WWE. Yeah, that's I, seven different events off the top of my head, which I may be missing some. Put the poll out there because I think it's going to be the Masters by a landslide. I think when really, when, I think when most people assemble their sports bucket list, going to the Masters is right at the top or near at the top. Right, I so know it is for me. At Unsports ESPN, you're saying free ticket to any events during the calendar year at MSG, regular season, or the Thursday of the Masters. Yeah, I think most people are going to pick Augusta. I think most people are going to pick a Knicks game. <laughs> well, but it's any. It doesn't even have to be a Knicks game. Yeah, but, I was, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you know how hard it probably is to get a ticket tonight to see Wembenyama at the Garden? 
Yeah, but this is Wemby's debut. It's different. It's right, special. Right, because it's at the Garden. It's at the Garden. That's yeah, the it, whole I don't know when they play the Nets, but I promise yeah. you I'll be able to get a ticket. Because it's notoriously easy to get tickets at Augusta. I didn't say it was, but I think there are more people. <laughs> Pat, isn't there an MMA event at, the, at Madison Square Garden this weekend, if I'm not mistaken? I think there is. You're anyway. asking me? I don't know. Well, you're the one who hates on Madison Square. So what do you got? What else, Pat? Uh, people who tell me to watch a show. Sorry, I have to restart my music. Doing a lot at once. People who tell me to watch a show because it's amazing. Please stop telling me that the show is amazing. Yo, before you should I've watch Billions. It. It's amazing. I hate that. I'm immediately. I'm like, I don't want to watch it now. Like, so I'm what, not going to watch so the show. What would you rather us say the shows you shouldn't watch? Just tell me, hey, have you checked this show out? I, I liked it. That's, I don't need you to like give me like. Isn't that the a same exact thing? Yeah. Hey, this show is great. I don't you even check need. It out. I don't even need you to suggest shows to me. I'll, if it's good enough, I'll figure it out on my own. So, like people but, who are like, "Oh my god, The Sopranos! Oh, you got to watch The Sopranos!" You really no, do. I'm not going but that's to. what people really talk about. So you don't about. want suggestions or recommendations of any kind when it comes to your entertainment. It or? immediately makes me not want to watch. Do the you thing want? Okay. You want people to not recommend on Sportsmanlike if they think it's amazing to not recommend it to people. Uh, I mean, that's a you think. Oh, wow. 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 I thought we yeah. were on a team I'm already, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'd probably be the one suggesting it. So, Random wow. show to recommend to you, Pat. The Gilded Age. <laughs> I, I never knew I would, I never knew I needed the Gilded Age. What is that? I don't even know what it is. It's on HBO. <laughs> it's in season two, The Gilded Age. Wow. You know, it sounds never like, knew I needed it. It sounds it, yeah. like a show that might use the word Fortnite. It does. It actually does. <laughs> that, that is a part of the lexicon, no doubt. Okay, good. Aaron Rodgers loves Gilded Age. Pat. Billions, the morning show. He just said he doesn't want it. I don't care. That's why I'm saying We're just going to give him recommendations. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Yeah. People can tweet. Uh, what's your Twitter? Let's get Pat's yeah. Twitter out there. And I'm G- going to give Pat as many unsolicited recommendations yep. as we possibly and can. And put us on it. Shows. At Pat Costello Absolutely. 20. P A T C O S T E L L O 20. Put at Unsports ESPN and put all of our Twitters on there. We want at M Smallman, okay? At Chris Canty 99 and at Evco Radio. Tweet Pat Costello TV recommendations. Thank the, you. The amount of people that recommended. Breaking Bad to me, and I watched it. I watched ten episodes of it, and I was like, "This show stinks!" Oh my god! Oh, one minute. Good. That's how I felt about Pat. Lost. People always recommended Breaking, Lost to me. Can never get that. Breaking time back. Bad is Terrible. arguably the greatest TV show that has ever existed, and you're going to tell. I put ten said, hours yes. into it and was bored out of my mind. It's awesome. You, you're going to put that. I watched it all. I thought it was very good. You're going to put that in the same category as like. Oh, the Wire or The Sopranos? I have never seen or any the of, office? of those. And I've never seen any episodes of any of the three shows you just said. What have you the been office. doing? Show notes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Here's the thing. You guys know I'm all telling the truth. Wow. The yeah, but if you're going to roast me for never having seen Rocky, we're going to roast you for not seeing The Sopranos oh, or The th- Wire. Th- th- yeah, th- that's fine. Percent. That's fine. Anything else, Pat? Are you done? No, we only got like 15 seconds left, so. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to talk through it like you did yesterday. <laughs> Game of Thrones me, stinks, make, too. Uh, he just hates everything. Completely agree with that take. He just Completely hates agree with that take. Game of Thrones is awful. Uh, the latest with awful. Michigan. Could Harbaugh get suspended? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. 
Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.